Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything for a pot of gold. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 17, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Little Podcast Network. Hi, happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 423 of the Biden-Harris administration, 234 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram, the Bob Seska is my handle. I'm also on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And sitting right over there, it's the goth ninja. They're, uh, neither of them are wearing black today, wearing green, of course. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also on the Stephanie Miller show, stephaniemiller.com. And uh, David T. Rex Ferguson from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Hey, God Ninjas, God Ninjas, anybody see a leprechaun say, yeah! 
Yeah! Yeah! Thank you. I almost thought you weren't going to do it there for a second. Totally came well, through. I am Irish, so there's that. Oh! And I am as well. There you go. And I intend to do the entire show today in a really terrible Irish accent. <laughs> I can't do one, so. It's, you know, every year here everybody comes. I'm like, oh, so you're all Irish alcoholics now. Oh, it's yeah. not a bloody costume. It's me culture. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I'm half Irish, so I'm wearing half green today. You're Irish Italian, which I mean, up until I married my wonderful Puerto Rican man, it was all this string of neurotic Irish Italian guys, just one after the other. I'm so sorry. It's also, by the way, happy Crichton Leprechaun Day. That is the fucking greatest clip ever. I, you know, I don't always wear green on St. Patrick's Day, but I do always have to play that actual news story. That's an actual <laughs> local news clip featuring uh, field reporter Brian Johnson talking about the leprechauns spotted in the Crichton community of Mobile, Alabama. And whatever they're having, I'm going to have some too. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so... What I uh, love is that he reports it totally straight. Very yeah, citizens have come up with their own explanations. <laughs> you know, and it's just... Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so serious, and that's the perfect way. And how else can you play a story like that other than just deadpan straight on? Holy shit. Well, uh, also, I got to thank everyone. People are sending me things with the word doo now. Look out. Oh, uh, let's just sing this song. Doo-da, doo-da. Camptown racetrack five miles long. Oh, doo day. Because whenever I mention Polish President <laughs> Duda, look out! Oh, okay, Camptown Racers <laughs> sing this song. Duda, what happens? <laughs> Every time I mention that name, that automatically plays. I have no control over that sound effect of uh, Eugene Levy uh-huh. from Waiting for Guffman. Uh-huh. So, someone- I will know my new antidepressant is working when I can relish anything <laughs> as much as Bob Seska relishes using an audio clip too many times. <laughs> I know. I get so much joy out of it. And it's almost psychotic, isn't it? Someone, uh, Radio Vegan on Twitter, sent me a tweet uh, with a photograph of, uh, looks like lettuce, and the lettuce is grown by Duda Farm Fresh Foods, Inc. Look out. Oh, God damn it. Sound racist. Sing this song. Duda. This will be the end of this bit. I, I'm pretty sure Do-da-dee. people are going to be sick of it after this. No, it won't. You know it won't. We're going to like be stumbling around. Someone's going to say something about Poland, and you're going to be like, look out. Look out. Look out. Look out. Sing this song. Sorry. Do-da. All right, let's stop that one. It, it didn't actually say the word that time, so I'm not going not gonna to play it. But you know what? You know who else sent me a, a Duda photo? Is uh, Buzz sent me a photo. He purchased a, he purchased a bottle of rubbing alcohol the other day, made by Duda Energy. Look out! Camptown Racers <laughs> sing this song. Duda, Duda Energy. Duda Energy. Camptown Racetrack, five miles long. Oh, it makes Duda bottles day. of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Isopropyl uh, alcohol. Yeah, I know. So Buzz is getting in on the uh, the whole doo bit. So that's I always like that because that kind of affirms the bit. That kind of vindicates me. <laughs> if Buzz likes it, everything's cool. So thank it you for It just sometimes your- reminds me of Ross on Friends and he would play his music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played his synthesizer and you remember that? Oh, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so real quick, before we dig into uh, Ukraine and Russia here, there is an active shooter in an Ohio hey. Target store, and it happens to be Cliff Schechter's Target store. Not oh, He doesn't no. own it, but he shops there. It says uh, here, per Cincinnati police, there's an active shooter inside the Target in Oakley. 
No word on how many people have been shot, but people tell me the shooter is still in the target. This is the scene right now, and there's a video here. And then Cliff Schechter uh, tweeted, I go here with my family. Yesterday, Governor Mike DeWine signed a bill to let Ohioans carry concealed weapons with no permit or training. Republicans are the party of death and destruction. Whomever's doing this, for whatever reason, doesn't matter. Their easy access to guns is because of Republicans. Fuck them. And that's exactly right. So if we hear anything more about what's happening there in, uh, in, in Oakley, uh, outside of Cincinnati, we'll let you know here on the show. But you people of the future, you'll probably know before we do, because you're in the future. So uh, so utterly aggravating and uh, depressing. Uh, but uh, you talk about aggravating and depressing. Vladimir Putin, now a uh, full-on war criminal. I, can't, I couldn't believe the yeah. story yesterday. I think this has shocked the world, and it was really difficult to shock the world in the first place, but we're all shocked now over the fact that uh, the Russian military bombed that, uh, what was it, a church in Mariupol, and there were women and children hiding in there. Yep. And they had well, they had written in giant letters visible yeah. from space that they're children, children in Russian. And so it was obvious here that it was deliberate, that it was a deliberate attack, knowing there were children in there, and the you know there are people who are trapped in there. Maybe still there uh, there's a rescue uh, effort going on right now of trying to get everyone out who's survived. I can't imagine a whole lot of people would have survived that. But what a horrifying scene. I mean, what a horrifying thing to have happened to people where you're talking about women and children. You're talking about women and children, some who may be still alive under the rubble, trapped, which is like, for as far as I'm concerned, that would be my absolute worst nightmare. I would rather die mm. by drowning. I'd rather die by fire. Um, there are very few things that would be, to me, a worse way to die than being buried alive. I mean, that would be the absolute worst possible scenario. And we're talking about Ukrainian women, Ukrainian children here. Vladimir Putin is completely off his fucking rocker. And he's been that way for a while, but it's getting worse. He's starting to go, you know, full Hitler at this point. And it's very seldom that I'll go all in with that metaphor. Because if you're looking for Hitler you may miss the unique things that whatever Hitler-like despot might be doing that you should focus on. So if you're trying to put like someone into the Hitler mold, you're going to miss some of the, the actual things that this person is doing because you're always looking for Hitler things. But in this case, Vladimir Putin sounding at least more and more like Adolf Hitler. Uh, he did a whole rant yesterday in which he was talking about a natural and necessary cleansing of the nation. Sounds like genocide to me. And yeah. it looks like genocide, so it's got to be genocide. And he said uh, the cleansing of the nation will be to spit out like flies. That's another quote. All representatives of a fifth column and quote-unquote traitors who do not back the Kremlin line. So no wonder uh, Russians are trying to flee the country at this point. It really is. I think Russian society is on the verge of collapse. I'm not trying to put a positive spin on this, but the only thing that could possibly happen in Russia moving forward at this point is that Vladimir Putin will be ousted. He has to be ousted. You've got 
a uh, guy. But you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, there's no way that Russia is going to win this. Yeah. No. But in the process of losing and collapsing, they can hurt a lot of people on the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, that's the most dangerous. Putin is a cornered, impotent Putin who can't yeah. do what he wants to do. So there, he may end up lashing out. I think you're exactly right about that, David. Here's the thing that I keep thinking about. If you're a Kremlin official, if you're a member of the Duma, if you're anyone in uh, Russian government at this point, you have to be saying to yourself, including some of the oligarchs, you have to be saying to yourself, okay, where does this all go? So far, it's not going very well. Plus, Putin is acting like a madman. And we rarely, if ever, have seen this Putin before. We've seen him do some horrible things, make no mistake, but we've seldom seen him talk like this. And how does this continue to proceed down the road? It's going to destroy Russia. It's already in the process of destroying the Russian economy because of the sanctions. Putin will not be able to permanently occupy Ukraine because he won't have the money to be able to do it. Meantime, the Russian economy is crashing and burning, basically scorching the landscape and turning Russia into a third world country. And bear in mind, I always have to throw in this qualification, Russia's economy was already sucky at the very beginning of all of this. And now it's far worse. So what do you do if you are a Russian patriot? At some point, you got to go, well, it's all about this guy. This guy is the common denominator, Putin. So what do we do to take him out? What do we do to restore whatever is left of Russia? Uh, Because if we don't, what's the end game in all of this? It's the destruction of Russia. One way or another, Russia is going to collapse. Putin is absolutely going to go down. I mean, people who are calling this his swan song are exactly fucking right. This is the last thing Putin will do, and this is the last thing people will remember Putin by. Mm. Well, except for possibly the mushroom cloud. Well, this is, uh, yeah, that's all wrapped in. uh, I mean, we really are like, but at the same time, I mean, we've been like, I've been listening to, you know, we keep saying we're not going to make a a no-fly zone. We're not going to engage directly with Russia's military. Yeah. But I feel like... We, in that way, you incentivize the, their acting out, like, mm-hmm. it, if that makes any sense at all, by saying what you won't do. Yeah. Like, it kind of – and I'm not saying that we should establish a no-fly zone because I know that, you know, no-fly zones are maintained by firing on aircraft. Yeah, it's a combat zone is what it is. fire is exchanged between us and Russia, it's on. Ukraine could – declare a, a no-fly zone because they're getting these uh, mid-range now, not just low-range missiles from us that'll hit higher than 10,000 yeah. feet. Yeah. So that they can make that their no-fly zone. And if we eventually give them their planes, uh, the, the MiGs that are supposedly they can fly, supposedly Poland is happy to give them. If for some somehow we get them to them for whatever reason we get them, then mm-hmm. they can declare their own no-fly zone. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Jody, who's the president that. of Poland? What? what? I'm someone... not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. David, I think you know. Who's the who's the pre- I forget his name. <laughs> I think it's Duda. Look out. Captain Racer, sing this song. Duda, Duda. Captain How can you forget? Oh, Duda. <laughs> Just a slip of the mind. Here. And here I'm calling Putin nuts. I think I yeah. uh, I, I think well, it's my okay. you're not the you're not the head of a country, Bob. It's okay. <laughs> my cheese is slipping right off my doodah cracker. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Uh, you got a leak in your dinghy. Yeah, I think so. I think there so. are splinters in the windmills of your mind, Bob. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, ultimately, where does this go for Vladimir Putin? Where does this go for Russia? It's impossible. They have stepped into a giant pile of shit. And while this is horrifying for Ukraine, it's horrifying for the rest of us looking in on what's happening in Ukraine. But at the same time, if you play out this chess match, I don't see this going anywhere but the destruction of Russia. And whether that is just by this rapid disintegration of its economy or whether it's by uh, military armaments, uh, nuclear weapons even, as a worst-case scenario endgame. One way or another, Russia is going to collapse from this unless unless the people who have the money and the resources take out Vladimir Putin before he can do that. Also, you got to bear in mind, countries aren't leaders. Countries are people. Yeah. I mean, Russia, the Russian people will still be there. Mm -hmm. But they will have to, I mean, this could be the collapse of the current regime of Russia. But, you know, and millions of people are, you know, are already going hungry because they're reporting for work in factories that are closed Mm -hmm. because they can't do business in the West. Yeah. Uh, You know, this has like... yeah, I think I just think it's important. Like when we talk about like Russia, the destruction of Russia, we have to bear in mind that there are millions of people in Russia that have that right. are just like us. Right. They're just trying to you know do their jobs and go to and like they're not going anywhere, and yeah, they will yeah. still be called Russia. I think, mm-hmm. but this is definitely I feel like the collapse of Putin's house of cards. But I just I just I, I, I'm concerned it's going to be like Trump, yeah. where it's just like we can't quite kill him. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, and it's, yeah. it's a stretch to go to the coup eventuality in all of this. But the fact remains that if he's not ousted, that's when everything falls apart in Russia. I mean, over the long enough timeline, uh, this can't work out well for Russia. So if I'm an oligarch, if I'm uh, an official inside the Kremlin, if I'm a Duma member, that's the Russian Congress, I'm thinking hard and fast about... Holy shit, I know where this goes. I mean, the Russians are quite adept at the game of chess. They can kind of game this shit out. And in a sense, Vladimir Putin was discussing yesterday this ongoing uh, imperial adventurism that he engaged or that Russia has been engaging in for so much of its history. Uh, Expansionism, where Russia tries to expand and then it ends up retracting again, then it tries to expand again, then it ends up retracting again. And he's right back in that same cycle, repeating some of the same mistakes as previous uh, Russian premiers, Soviet premiers, and so on. This is a no-win scenario, I think, ultimately, for Russia. And the spoils of this don't rise to the level of the potential sacrifice. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. reclaiming Ukraine can't possibly be enough of a reward for collapsing, destroying the Russian economy, destroying, to a, a certain extent, the Russian people and their ability to live their lives like they have, you know, since the, the fall of the, uh, of, of the Soviet Union. So in that sense, they have to, someone's got to, maybe in a figurative sense, maybe in a real world sense, pull the trigger on Vladimir Putin. I mean, at some point, that's got to happen. First of all, he's extremely isolated right now. He's only mm. seeing like six or seven people in person. And when anyone else is brought in from the outside, they're under extremely heavy guard. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, it, like, opportunities to, like, invite him to a discussion by the window or make him a nice hot cup of radioactive tea <laughs> yeah. are, like, far, few and far between. But I think, like Trump, he has surrounded himself with, like, layers of uh, of proxies. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, people who, Buffers. like... You, Buffers, that's the word. Um, (laughs) That, like, you have to go through to get to him. Mm -hmm. And as a result, like, is this, like, you know, endless field of, like, expansive morons, like Roger Stone and Lev and Igor and all, you know, all these people that are, like, you know, the Russian equivalent of these basically gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like Deripaska. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, to get through, you know... And all of them are like, I mean, a friend of mine, actually my dad, described Russia to me as you know, everyone's got a gun pointed at everybody else's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that Spider-Man meme where all yeah. the Spider-Mans are pointing at each other. Yeah. Like everyone's got everybody else's dirt because mm-hmm. that's like, you know, information is highly weaponized there and they are big surveillers. And yeah. so like everyone's wondering at any time, is it time for me to uncork this and take that fucker out? And who's mm-hmm. going to uncork their shit on me yeah. when yeah. I do that? And uh, you know, like, I could also see them just arresting Putin and institutionalizing him or something. Because he's just he's, mentally uh, unstable. Mentally who's unstable. Who's going to do that? I, I don't know. I mean, I like, mean, somebody should have arrested Trump when he was in office. Yeah. But like, That's true. When they're the, like the top, like, what is it? Marjorie Taylor Greene said, Commander and Chief. Yeah, oh, she did. Oh, God, what know, a dummy. Yeah, Commander and Chief. And then and she, mis- Chief. she did the your, your thing. Uh-huh. She misspelled your. Yep. What an idiot. So, uh. Dude, she is as dumb as a cat's hairball. I mean, just. <laughs> Yeah, what a shock, by the way. We talked about this on the Tuesday show, but it bears repeating in this context. Uh, what a coincidence that the entire Rodeo Clown Caucus voted against blocking Russian oil imports. I mean, all of them. All yep. of the usuals. Matt Gates, Massey, uh, Gosar, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Lauren Boebert, <laughs> Matt Gates Louis is where they'll try to use his forehead as a barrel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> His face is actually shrinking. Like, I mean, the last picture I saw of him is like this is an even tighter suit. Like, I think he's actually wearing a whalebone corset at this point. And it's like face is getting tinier and tinier, and his forehead is just getting more and more. Oh my God, huge. you're killing me. Yes, he's like a, he's like a Snapchat filter come to life, I yes. think. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And by the way, if you, if you uh, get nothing from today's show, here's a lesson for you. Do not fuck with the mayor of Kiev. Nope. Vitali Klitschko is a He's fucking a boxer. Badass. That guy is like him and his twin brother. I actually have had the hots for them since I was in high school. To be completely honest, really? Like I, oh yeah, the Klitschkos. Yes, they've been well, maybe college because they were they were fighting like. I mean, they were, like, big time, like, in the, I just, I don't know, there was a spread on them in some, like, like Italian Vogue or something, mm-hmm. just talking about their history, and they were these champion boxers, and they're lethal in yeah. the ring. And the oh, thing yeah. is, they just, you can't knock them down. Yeah. They just keep coming. And they're <laughs> twins. Yeah. So that was extra cool, because I'm a twin, but... Yeah, no, I've known who those guys are. Oh, you mean there's a copy of this guy? There's another identical DNA copy? copy Yes, he's a twin. I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm so out of the loop when it comes to the Klitschkos. Um, There are two of them. This guy was interviewed. The mayor of Kiev was interviewed yesterday, and it was one of the greatest interviews I've ever seen. It's very, very short. It shortens like 11 seconds here. 
But this reporter asks Klitschko about Putin saying he's only bombing military targets. This is a thing of beauty. Putin says he's only targeting military targets. Bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> Where is military target? This building is military target. Yeah, so he points to a, a residential building that's been destroyed. This building, military target? No. Vitaly Klitschko. Yeah, you don't fuck with the Klitschko brothers. Right? Yeah. Just, I mean, but I, Ukrainians are such amazing swearers. Yeah, I know. Have you noticed this? Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Like, yeah. I've got... They were talking to this couple with their, like, two, like, toddlers that had come over into Hungary, and the woman's like, well, we like Zelensky. We were skeptical at first. He has huge balls. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little old ladies that are like, I hope Putin's mother is turning in her grave for having birthed such a nasty bastard. You know, and she's like 91. And I'm just like, these like Ukrainians are just, I think they are like the Irish of Russia and the Southerners of, you know, because I mean, they really know how to swear. Oh, yeah. And this guy was walking outside. The reporter is holding a handheld microphone. I don't know, three feet away from Klitschko. And he still says it with such gusto that it sounds like he's in a professional recording studio with <laughs> perfectly crisp and clear. Listen to this. Bullshit. That's like right, that's close mic. That sounds better than I do. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> and that just gives you an indication of how powerful this guy's voice is. Man, well, do he's not. He's also massive. Yeah, he's he like, is. I mean, he looks like a Hemsworth's trainer. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, he's like that guy from that episode of The Sopranos when they're in the Pine Barrens and he gets shot yeah. in the head and he keeps running, <laughs> survives being shot in the head, just keeps going and going and going. Right. Bullshit. Bullshit. Oh, shit. So Donald Trump has completely changed his tone about Vladimir Putin. This is a fascinating thing to observe what's happening oh, with yeah. Trump and Fox News. You can't even stay with this. I you know, know. It's like, you. Yeah. I mean, he just. Uh, for yeah. once, you fill your boots, goddammit. <laughs> you fucking orange-haired pussy. Just, <laughs> like... I know, but it's it's happening all over the Red Hat Entertainment Complex oh, yeah. right now, David. They don't because, know what to do. Yeah, they don't know what the message is anymore because they started this thing out going... Oh, why Why do we even hate Vladimir Putin? I don't understand. He's not calling us He's racist. He's never called me a racist. He never took a cab when I was standing in the rain. He never walked out on the check at 21 Club for me. Like, I mean... Yeah, yeah, they don't know what to say. I mean, they literally went from, well, Putin's not all that bad, to let's nuke Putin now. Yeah. It's basically what Sean Hannity was saying on his show last night. Good God. And so these fucking peanut dick little jellyfish men. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I just, just for once, like just have principles about something instead mm -hmm. of immediately going 180. And my dad, he's optimistic that like some of the, you know, tapes of these guys effusively praising Putin are going to come back to haunt them. And I'm like, dad, Republicans can't remember anything that happened more than 15 minutes ago. Oh, no. Because like, if they, they do, really they'll just get, like, yeah, if they do, they'll get really confused. <laughs> You know the cognitive I mean? dissonance will make blood squirt out their ears. Just <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. Um, I was wondering, like, how Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram and all the other Fox News horribles were going to blame the death of two of their colleagues by Russian forces on A, Joe Biden, B, Kamala Harris, or C, wokeness. Yeah, right. Um, but instead, they just haven't mentioned those people at all. No, Who they were the haven't. fucking coworkers, mm -hmm. colleagues, people whose paychecks are signed by the same person, you know, but they're right. just like, didn't happen. Well, uh, with Trump here, 
He is now trying a bit of an about face, but he still refuses to criticize Putin. He said yesterday that uh, in in Mar-a-Lago, he said, uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I thought he was negotiating when he sent his troops to the border. I thought he was negotiating. Once again, Trump repeating the same phrases over and over again. But yeah, there's no issue with his. He also was saying he's changed. Yeah, he's changed since I knew him. You've changed. Well, listen, he says your smile is just a careless yawn. But he says I'm surprised twice. He says I thought he was negotiating twice, and that's all within two sentences, for God's sake. And by the way, Trump wasn't congratulating or praising. Vladimir Putin sending troops to the border. Trump was praising Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine. Uh That's when he said it was genius, that it was smart. It was the Mm -hmm. invasion. He's trying to retcon his bullshit from just like two weeks ago. His bullshit, right? Bullshit. Yes. Bullshit. He continued on by saying, I thought it was a tough way to negotiate, but a smart way to negotiate. Yeah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. 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 Right. He said, I figured he was going to make a good deal like everybody else does with the United States and the other people they tend to deal with. You know, like every trade deal. We've never made a good trade deal until I came along. Of course, he's got to shoehorn that in there. And then he went in. He's like the only person who can fuck himself in the ass with his own dick. (laughs) You know? that's You give him a lot of credit for being able to reach. Oh, I think it's detachable. No, I think think it's it's like a sad little bird's egg in a nest. You know, and he just like. And then he went in and I think he's changed. I think he's changed, he says twice. It's a very sad thing for the world. He's very much changed. And that's all he can get out. That's as close as he gets to ever criticizing Vladimir Putin, that he's changed. Yeah, <laughs> it is very, very sad, isn't it? Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Well, I think it's so incredibly obvious where they're getting their money, where their loyalties are. And this is just scrambling the board for the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex. They don't know how to deal with this because on one hand, it's glaringly obvious that Russia is committing massive war crimes, unforgivable war crimes. But at the same time, guys like Tucker Carlson, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., they need Russia on their side. Why? You tell me. I don't know. But for some reason, they just can't let go of Russia as a thing. And I get that this has been the Republican position for many, many years now. The Republicans have always been in love with Putin to a certain extent, you know, with some exceptions like John McCain and so on. But the fact of the matter is they're all in on Vladimir Putin and have been for so many years. And now they've got to have no choice. I can tell you exactly no how they're going to deal with it. I can tell you exactly how they're going to deal with it, Bob. They're going to talk about transgender bathrooms. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're going to talk about getting, you know, woke books off library shelves. Right, right. You know, while fucking Russian nuclear missiles are, like, bumping up in their silos like Bill Cosby with a heart on, <laughs> they are going to be, like... Nice. Yeah. Mr. Potato is a man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Potato Head, sorry. Right, right. Well, uh, in a second here, I want to talk about uh, an example of Trump's sabotage of Ukraine and his, therefore, support of Russia. 
Just by way of setting the Wayback Machine. I want to talk about this here coming up in a second. Plus, Candace Owens is a fucking faker hack. We're going to talk about that, too. It has to do with Russia as well. But first, you know, we hear a lot about refinancing our credit card debt. But I think we tune it out. I know when I was uh, completely overwhelmed with business debt years and years ago, I wanted to ignore it and hope the problem would just vanish, disappear, go away. But don't worry, you're not alone if you're in this situation. You don't have to navigate the credit card consolidation process by yourself. Lightstream is here to help you. You can get a fixed rate credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream and you could save thousands in interest. Rates start at 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. It's lower than the average credit card interest rate of just over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are absolutely no fees. The application is 100% online and you can even get your money in your bank account as soon as the same day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience and that's exactly what they're going to give you. And here, don't move. Listen to this. Here's your special deal. As a listener of this podcast, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. And the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. Don't forget the slash Seska part. It's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! Don't you love it? They, is, everything they do sounds so good. It is, They're like yeah. really good producers. Yeah. Battle Tapes is a song called Alive. It's the last track from their form EP, battletapesband.com. Yeah, we're going way back to uh, 2017 with this album, but I don't care because it's fucking great. I, uh, I haven't played Battle Tapes in a while here, so uh, happy to... Uh, Snap them right back into the lineup here. BobSeska.com slash music. Submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing that. All right. Getting back into uh, Russia, as uh, Bernie says, uh, let's talk about Donald Trump's sabotage of Ukraine. This goes all the way back to the summer of 2019. Remember, Trump froze, according to the Washington Post, an additional $400 million. Yep. 
in congressionally approved security assistance to Ukraine, an action that later became a centerpiece in his first impeachment, based in large part on a July 25 telephone call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky that year, in which Zelensky expressed interest in buying more javelins. Trump deflected the request and instead asked Zelensky for the favor of digging up dirt against the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden and the Ukrainian business dealings of Biden's son, Hunter. Trump released the frozen aid only when his action, along with a transcript of the call with Zelensky, became public. So if it hadn't been for that phone call, remember the perfect phone call, talking about the perfect phone call, if that phone call transcript hadn't been released publicly, the, the, the javelins may never have gone to Ukraine, despite congressional approval of that outlay of uh, armaments, $400 million in, uh, in javelins, military support for Ukraine. Trump said, uh-uh, uh-uh, you got to help me. And if you're not going to help me by opening an investigation or at least saying you're going to investigate Burisma and one of its board members or former board members, Hunter Biden, then you're not going to get your fucking javelins. And that's going to leave you entirely vulnerable to another Russian invasion, just like Crimea. And where are we now? Here we are. And in fact, thank God, Zelensky said this the other day, that the best president for Ukrainian relations so far has been Joe Biden. Yep. Thank you. Nice. Yep. Bullshit. No, that's real. He actually no, he said real. that. Yeah. It's not, not bullshit. There's actually a difference between his first name and Putin's first name. Yeah. Zelensky is Volodymyr. Volodymyr. Volodymyr, yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. and it's Vladimir. Yeah, what did I say? Vladimir? Vladimir, something like that, maybe. Can you imagine introducing them to each other? Vladimir, Vladimir, Vladimir. Vlad, 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 Vlad. And then in the the whole Trump-Russia thing, there were so many Sergeys in the mix. Sergei Kislyak, Sergei Lavrov, just a ton of Sergeys. Sergeys everywhere. Uh, meantime, here is the list of the 31 Republicans who voted against the spending bill that included emergency humanitarian aid to Ukraine. 31 Republicans voted against this thing. And this is in addition to, what was it, the 14 or 15 Republicans who voted against uh, the Russian oil embargo? So here we go. In the Senate, Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, John Boozman of Arkansas, Mike Braun of Indiana, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Bill Cat, And Richard Burr should know better. He was part of yeah. he was the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee who investigated Trump Russia, found that Russia absolutely interfered with the 2016 election in order to elect Donald Trump. So shame on you, but Richard. The Republican Burr. Party gets huge amounts of money from Russia in the form of things like they, you know, uh, the assholes with the guns. Like, why can't I think of the NRA? Yeah, there you go. Was a total Russian asset in 2016. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and I wonder where uh, the NRA is going to get its money. And by the way, did you notice that there were no Republicans sanctioned by Russia? It was only uh, J- Joe oh, Biden I know. Of course and Gen-, Jen Psaki. And, yeah, they got and sanctioned. And Hillary Clinton thanked, her for th- thanked them for her Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. So let's see I who else. I, too, have been personally sanctioned by Russia. I, once again, another list that I wish I was on. Why can't I be important enough to be sanctioned by Russia? Damn it. Darn it. Damn it. L- leave a comment on iTunes if you can and say, oh, yeah, Bob needs to be sanctioned by Russia. Just Come let on, them Russia. know. <laughs> 
Let's see who else here. Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, Mike Crapo of Idaho, Ted Cruz of Texas, Steve Daines of Montana, Deb Fisher of Nebraska, Bill Haggerty of Tennessee, Josh Hawley of Missouri, uh, John Hoven of North Dakota, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, John Kennedy of Louisiana, Grandma John Kennedy, uh, James Langford of Oklahoma, Mike Lee of Utah, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, Roger Marshall of Kansas, Rand Paul of Kentucky, not a surprise there, Jim Risch of Idaho, Mitt Romney of Utah, interesting, Mike Rounds of South Dakota, Marco Rubio of Florida, Ben Sass of Nebraska, Rick Scott of Florida, Tim Scott of South Carolina, Dan Sullivan of Arkansas, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and by the way, Romney issued a statement after the vote saying, quote, We've got to end the absurd process of jamming through last-minute, trillion-dollar, thousand-page spending bills without meaningful input from more than a handful of members. Uh, I'm just so glad that Georgia doesn't have any Republican senators. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lucky you. I just, give me, let me enjoy this while I can. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, no wonder Mike, Mike Crap, Crapo is a terrible person. I mean, can you imagine spending your entire life going, It's Crapo! Yeah. It's Crapo! <laughs> did, I, did I say Crapo? Oh, you did, and I, I think most people look at it and go, it's like Capo in Italian, Crapo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> up next, Candace Owens is such a fucking faker hack. She is like the centerpiece of Red Hat intellectualism. She is regarded as, like, the smartest, like, right next to Ben Shapiro. But, I mean, a, it's like being the only kid in the sandbox who's potty trained. It's just like... <laughs> right. The intellectual dark web is dark for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was doing... I don't know what the hell. Does she do... A, I think she does a TV show somewhere with, a, like, a studio audience. And she was talking about a tweet that was sent to her mentions or something like that. And then she used that to peg uh, this whole rant about Ukraine and what she thinks is going on in Ukraine. So here's Candace Owens. We've got some mean tweets that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> so we're going to read some of them. This is going to be fun. Oh, someone said to me, okay, I guess this was in response to a, a tweet where I said, I'm the only person who has considered how pulling out of Afghanistan and starting a war with Russia are related from an energy policy perspective. And Anthony said, hey, McFly, we didn't start a war with Russia. Putin didn't even start a war. He started a... Oh, yeah. Oh, there's the one of the things. She doesn't say Putin. She says Putin. 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 Putin, Putin. Putin didn't even start the war. <laughs> Putin climbed the mountain. Yeah. And yeah. Joe Biden couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I oh God, her tone of voice. There's just something so like it's performancy. Yeah. It's obvious that she's acting. She is full of shit, one hundred percent. No core values except whatever her paycheck is telling her to say. That's Candace Owens. Let's continue on and listen for the repeated use of the word Putin. We didn't start a war with Russia. Putin didn't even start a war. He started a genocidal colonization. Where are you? Ukraine is defending itself and the rest of the world from an authoritarian regime. And all you can think about is fossil fuel profitability. Wow, a genocidal colonization is interesting. Again, going back to my point of people being stupid. You know, trying, He's not trying to commit a genocide of the Ukrainians. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Because now we know she is full of shit. Bullshit. 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 Yeah. Bullshit. Lots of bullshit. Bullshit. I, she's really not smart. 
Let's go back and to I what— And I think that she thinks her ideas are smart. Mm-hmm. Right. And just because she says something that's contrary, she thinks it's intellectually unique and original. Well, because she See, presents— I, I, you, you and I have different opinions about her. You think she's just a total fraud. Yeah. I think she is, like, totally high on her own supply. She really does believe that she is, like— super intelligent and that's why other people like other black people don't like her and like I just yeah no I well the, the whole her whole point her whole thing is saying batshit crazy things with yeah. a reasonable tone of voice talking about Putin that way is really stupid and she says that there's no way Vladimir Putin is committing genocide. That's not his goal. That's not what he's doing. And then this person on Twitter is stupid for saying it's a genocidal colonization of Ukraine. Putin just said yesterday that he's engaged in a natural and necessary cleansing of the nation. How is that not fucking genocide? Millions of people have been displaced or killed in Ukraine by fucking Vladimir Putin. How is that not a genocide? civilians, maternity hospitals, churches, women and children. This is a genocide because he said it's a genocide. But smarty pants Candace Owens, there's no way. That's stupid talk for saying Putin is all about genocide. Genocidal colonization is interesting. Again, going back to my point of people being stupid, you know, trying, he's not trying to commit a genocide of the Ukrainians. That obviously makes no sense because there's, there's very, uh, there, there is no difference ethnically from J- Ukrainians and Russians, obviously. Ukraine wasn't a thing until 1989. Ukraine was created by the Russians. It was, you know, they speak Russian. So. Nope, they do not uh, speak Russian. Was homeschooled? No, 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 no. she homeschooled? I think she was, and her fucking and, and like her te- what she thought was her teacher was actually a can of gasoline she was huffing. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Here comes Mrs. Red Can, Candace. It's time for school. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. went way out on a limb with that one. I bet she yeah. wasn't sure when she said, oh, yes, of course, no, because they she, speak Russian she really, like, she, like, you know, she looked at a map, and in 1988, <laughs> there was Russia, and then in 1991, it had Ukraine, and she was just like, well, oh, that wasn't there before. Russia must have brought it, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> she is... Stupid, 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 stupid. Okay, a little bit more here to go. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, this entire episode has been exposing to you how ignorant people are about the goals of Vladimir Putin. He has goals. Uh, The goal is not to just get rid of Ukrainians. Um, That makes entirely no sense. It would not be helpful for him. Yeah, except for the fact that he said that he's getting rid of Ukrainians. (laughs) Natural and necessary cleansing of the nation to spit out like flies all representatives of a fifth column and traitors who do not back the Kremlin line. That's Vladimir Putin's goal. Mm -hmm. (sighs) She's like, it's ignorant to disagree with me. Yeah. Don't be so ignorant. I just really think it would be easier if we just put shoes on our hands and walked upside down. Just And anyone who doesn't think that is stupid. Stupid. You're just dumb. Ew, David. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, David. Yeah. Okay, so continuing on here. Yes. Oh God, there's more. No, no, no. We're done. We're done with Candace Owens. Stupid oh, Candace Owens. Yeah. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yes, the oil companies are absolutely gouging gas prices. This is not even a point of contention, as far as I'm concerned. This is not even a gray area in this story. Yes, the gas prices are artificially inflated because the gas companies, the oil companies, big oil, they know that people are going to blame the White House. 
they know that very few are going to go, well, it's these guys wanting to pad their profit margins by keeping gas prices artificially inflated when the price of oil has been dropping for the last 10, 15 days. Uh, but they, they don't give a shit. We're going to talk about that and, uh, and a lot more here in just one second. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's talk about the After Party podcast every Friday. That's tomorrow, by the way. Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. Four shows a week. And no one asked for four shows a week, but I'm giving you four shows a week. This one's totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. Friday After Party Podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just 10 bucks per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska plays more music. Since I let you go And a part of me is falling away All around I see you sounding out The letters of my name It's what I wanted but I wanted to know you It's what I meant, yes and still I'm mourned to If moonlight is honest and darkness the truth Nothing in this moment feels right without Yeah, this is uh, Dominic Romano. Gotta hate interrupting the song. Uh, Dominic Romano right here. Uh, brand new single called Red Moon Night. Brand new. Features uh, Harley Eblen. This version of the song. I got a link in the description under this episode. The link tree to support Dominic Romano. And please do. Great fucking track here. Yeah. Outstanding. Remember how when you first heard Christopher Cross? Back when you were like 11 or 12, it just made you shiver. <laughs> and then like it was like it just became like everyone's like, oh, it was ubiquitous and everywhere. And we all got overdosed on it, like eating birthday cake three meals a day. But like, right, right. that's how that song kind of made me feel like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Dominic, what's his name again? Dominic right. Romano. Dominic. For some reason, I feel like I've heard that name before. I mean, outside of this show. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, Joe Biden posted this on Twitter, or one of his people posted this on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Oil prices are decreasing. Gas prices should, too. Last time, oil was $96 a barrel. Gas was $3.62 a gallon. Now it's $4.31 a gallon. There's your gouging. Oil and gas companies shouldn't pad their profits at the expense of hardworking Americans. This has been happening since around... March 6th, 
That's when oil prices began to decline. We're now at March 17, so we're 11 days into this, and there's only been a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny decline in the average price of a gallon of gas. And it's basically, I'm looking at this graph here that was shared. This is data from Bloomberg, by the way. And basically, the gas price part of the line graph is flatlined. It's got, it went way up, reached its peak at around the same time, around the 6th of March. And then it's just flatlined, while the price of crude oil has declined significantly since then. So, yeah, duh, I think part obvious. of this problem, though, I think there may be a legitimate problem in that when the pandemic began, oil companies and demand for ga- gas plummeted. Oil companies just fired and laid off thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Um, and so the oil price is dropping, but they still don't have, like, the personnel in place and the kinds of things that we need to do to efficiently refine that oil into gasoline and other fuels. Well, there is a. Um, not that, a I'm, not, I'm not excusing their behavior at all. I'm saying they fucked themselves. And I hope that the people who got fired are like demanding better wages and, you know, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. Yeah, well. But, you know, we're just now, you know, Europe has been buying gasoline by the leader since the late 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have this heavily subsidized system. And I just, I actually got blocked by somebody in my here in town recently because he was bitching because it cost him $163 to fill up his gigantic fucking truck. Well, yeah, you're asking and I for was it. Like, and I was like, well, you know, while I support your right to own a massive GMC quad cab truck, I, I don't agree with your lifestyle choices. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't <laughs> Which know. Which is what that... people used to say to me. they like, I, you know, I agree with your right to express yourself. I just don't agree with your lifestyle. You know, I'm like. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't know that there's an actual shortage issue. I, I, don't, I don't think it's think a matter is. of there not being enough gasoline. I think this is a there's matter money. of, oh, yeah, you know what? There's a great way to, mm-hmm. uh, to add to our profits. And, well, yeah. and, and, they and they're going to blame they take... Biden. They take refineries offline this time of year and yeah. in the summer, right. which is always why mm-hmm. gas prices. So refineries, they take offline on purpose to raise prices. Trust me, there is more than enough oil. There are more than enough refineries to yeah. refine the said oil. And they are just choosing to be fucking assholes because in 2008, when oil prices were more than they are now, mm-hmm. gas prices were lower. And here we are in the situation where all we can do is debunk this and hope that it spreads around virally and people understand the reality of the situation and not the fucking... Uh, Sunday show, meet the press, Chuck Todd version of the reality of this. And the other thing, presidents, uh, premiers, dictators, etc., I -hmm. mean, especially presidents, they have no control whether the gas prices are really cheap or really expensive. Mm -hmm. Sorry, kids, when gas prices are low, you can't say thank you, Mr. President or Madam President, nor can you blame that same person if the gas prices are high. They are controlled on the open market, which is dumb on my – I just – but um, it's, It has that massively appealing knee-jerk, stupid thinking like thing that loves – it spreads faster than the truth can get its boots on. Yeah, right, right, you right. Know, they're like, well, you know, if someone I don't like is in charge, everything that's not going my way must be their fault. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, I hate to belabor the point here, but here are some more numbers. March 2008, gas is $3.23 per gallon. Oil was $104 per barrel. March 2014, gas was $3.51 a gallon. Oil was $102. Last week, gas was $4.10. Oil was $111 a gallon. And today, gas is uh, $4.32 a gallon. And oil is $95. Yep. 
That's uh, some bullshit right there. Yeah. So you're seeing the gas prices around the same actually getting higher as the price of oil goes lower. That's the fascinating thing about these four sets of numbers I just gave you. Gas prices going up while the price of oil is going down. That is fucking price gouging. That yep. is profiteering uh, in the yep. wake of a pandemic, which, by the way, is still going on. But in terms yep. of the, its effect on gas prices and, and the price of oil, it's kind of in the rearview mirror. This is uh, taking advantage of the American people and our naivete on top of it. Because as I said, they will blame the Democrats. They will blame Joe Biden. This will negatively impact the Democrats, whether gas prices go way down again or not. It's going to impact the Democrats one way or another because every single Republican running for office this year is going to say, ah, gas prices, ah, inflation, ooga booga booga. And that's yep. going to resonate Trans with... bathrooms, queer people, <laughs> women, wokeness. Right, that too. That too. All of that shit. But as far as that goes, with the LGBTQ community, with women, black voters, etc., I wrote a piece for the banter, uh, I think it's out now, the banter.substack.com, where I basically described what's happening in certain red states as being a social Berlin Wall. What they're basically doing is walling in people, like, for example, the abortion issue in Missouri. A couple of horrendous pieces of legislation being proposed there. One would ban abortions in cases of ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, they want to kill women. Yeah, basically kill women. And if you want to leave the state to go get an abortion somewhere else, you can be sued. So basically what they're doing is Berlin. They are walling you in. If you're a reproductive age woman who wants purview sovereignty over your body, they are walling you into Missouri. Meanwhile... Constipated wads of Wonder Bread like Chuck Todd will be like, the Democrats are going too far with woke politics. Right. Like, right. it just ugh, it makes yeah, me want to. What is that line from Arrested Development? <laughs> Gay people are so dramatic. They just make me want to set myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, the best news of the week. We will wrap up with the greatest news of the week here. And this is going to be, as far as I'm concerned, a great news story that's going to get me in a ton of trouble. Because as soon as I tweet about this, or as soon as I mention it publicly in any way, brah, I can't believe it. What the fuck are you talking about, Seska? The Senate voted yesterday to make daylight savings time permanent. Yep. I don't care. Just pick, pick very, one. Very, I don't care. Just pick fucking one. That's I, I'm course. done with it. I don't care. Yeah, pick one. I don't one understand why like, my brain will not hold the knowledge of how to adjust my dashboard clock for six months. It's just <laughs> somewhere in there that information just falls through the holes every six months. I, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's an argument for it to be standard time all the time yeah. because especially the closer to the poles you get mm-hmm. in the winter, the darker it is in the mornings. So the argument is keep it at standard time, okay, because at the end of the year it's dark, it's light longer in the daytime, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, early in the morning it's still bright out, whereas kids going to school, say, in November, December, January, it's going to be super-duper dark outside if we keep daylight savings time. If we keep standard time, then it nobody's going to fucking care. Why I don't, don't care. Just keep one. 
Why don't we just move the school hours to later in the morning? Oh, there are so many arguments against this whole like puritanical crop raisin up yeah. with the chickens. If you're not a morning person, you're a lazy slob, yeah, like yeah, self-righteous, yeah. grubby yeah. asshole mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm know, just there, so there like, are there are arguments for starting the school day at like nine or ten o'clock in the morning versus seven or eight yeah, um, yeah. for so many reasons because of especially teenagers forget about it because um, they just don't get enough sleep. Oh, my God. When I tweeted about this the other day, people were reacting to me as if I was sentencing their children to be kidnapped in the darkness. <laughs> it Jesus is so Christ. weird what people will get exercised about. I know. Like, I mean, just like, uh, God, like anything to do with parenting. Yeah. People will come at you with fucking like their children's toys, like as like weapons, like a ninja <laughs> boss in a video game, like slinging rattles at your head, talking about like, you can't use that anymore. It's toxic. You're a terrible parent if you mm. like. And then there's people who are equal. It's just. I know it's going to be darker for longer in the morning. But my thing is when I'm done working at the end of the day, I like to have some daylight hours to, you know, live my life a little bit, especially in the summertime. Yeah. Ride my bike, do all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Instead of it getting dark at like four 30 in the afternoon and I'm, we're living in a place, we're living in a latitude where, you know, it's not ridiculous. We understand that there's going to be some shift in the sunset and sunrise hours. We know that. Mm-hmm. People who yeah. live up closer to the poles, if they're objecting to all of this because of just l- losing an extra couple of minutes of uh, daylight or something like that, you're living at the poles. It's like at a certain well, latitude, I mean, it's thinking, dark I'm, all the I'm, time. I'm saying like Vermont, North Dakota. You know, I mean, it's 9 yeah. o'clock at night and the sun's still up. In yeah, the summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, it would be eight o'clock at night. So, I mean, you know, that's where I'm coming. That's that's the argument. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, if it's light at 9 p.m. in the summertime, then holy mother of God, how dark is it yeah. at 9 a.m. in the wintertime if we keep daylight? So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Uh, you know, I feel Let's like. Let's split the difference to a half an hour. Let's do a half an there hour. There we go. Okay? That'll we work. split it so that we get half daylight savings time, half standard time. Let's just go with that. Who fu- I believe it's. China doesn't have time zones, so if it's 2 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, it's 2 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, you just know it's dark out or it's not. Yeah, right. They don't have time zones in China? From what I understand, I think Tom Hartman was saying they don't have time zones there. Oh, interesting. That's weird. So that if it's 2 a.m., it's just 2 a.m. Yeah. Well, I know. And like- I'm about to say something that's going to get me pilloried. I am as agnostic <laughs> on whether we keep daylight savings or not as I am on which way the toilet paper roll goes. <laughs> I don't care. I don't yeah. care about that one either. Worry. I don't have strong feelings about this. There are people who will look at you like you have murdered a puppy if you tell them that you hang the, pup, the, tupper, the toilet paper the other way around. Like, Yeah, we're a split household on that because Kimberly does care. it the other way and I do it over the top. She does it around the back with the toilet paper. Well, it's paper. funny because like, she's had cats a lot longer and so if you do it around the back, the cat can't unroll it. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, that's a good that's point. That's a cat thing. Um, yeah. But I don't care. Every time I change it, I just take it and put it on. And Lonnie goes, well, you always do it this way. I said, I don't. I just grab the damn paper. I don't pay attention. I don't either. I know. I just I know. put it on the fucking roll. And it's like, is it ba- Is it the backside or is it? Or can the cat really undo it? Which she doesn't care about. But it's like, 
Uh, well, put it this way. I'm okay with just eliminating the clock touching. That was my yeah. big objection. Enough with the clock touching twice a year. Uh, we yeah. don't need to do this anymore. It's so agrarian. It's so pre-industrial. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But I am, I will have to admit, I am glad that they've landed the in the musical chairs. I'm glad they landed on daylight savings time or daylight saving time and preserving that right. as the uh, as the new standard time. So... Now, which one is Thank that? you. But right. the House hasn't voted on it yet. <laughs> the, house hasn't, the House will be taking no. it up, though. Uh, I was just imagine. I was, I, I was I impressed. I can't wait to, for, you know, Lauren Boebert and uh, MTG to get it wrong. Because <laughs> they will get it wrong somehow. They will they find will, a way. Lord. Just like, you know, like I said, like babies with poop. They will find <laughs> a way to work it into the cracks of the, the issue. Like, yeah. somehow... Mm-hmm. To make you feel dirty just thinking about it. Like, oh, yeah. 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 They'll somehow define it as being like a woke move of some sort. Probably. Like, oh, yeah, the woke mob wanting to mess around with your clocks. Well, we've already messed around with it. Um, yeah, no uh, kidding. Yeah. Standard time doesn't last as long as it used to. No, no. It's been shrunken. Uh, yeah. There was there was a period of time in which they were shrinking it down as small yeah. as it could go, I guess, from now it was November to March. But yeah, it used just, to be a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is nothing more depressing to me. I, I, you know, I used to be a kid. I used to wake up and go to school when it was still dark outside. I remember standing yeah, at the bus stop waiting for the bus in the dark and then being on the bus in the dark. Yep. And so that's an experience I've had. But between waiting in the dark at the bus stop or that psychotic darkness in the late afternoon... I would rather take the darkness in the morning as a kid going to school than the darkness, uh, you know, at night or in say the afternoon. Say that in Batman voice. Will you say that yeah, in say Batman's that in voice? Batman voice. I'd, I'd rather take, the, take darkness. the darkness. I'd rather yeah, have the on. darkness than the night. Yeah. I am the night. <laughs> Bullshit. And he turns and steps off the edge Bullshit. of the building. Whoosh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bullshit. All right. So that was fun. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. I gotta say, I'm turning into my dad in that, like, now that I'm up every morning before the sun comes up, when I was getting up and leaving for the bakery and it was still light outside, or it was already light, I was like, fuck, I'm late, I'm late. Like, (laughs) now I'm, like, up, and, like, we we switched it back to day, what, we're now in daylight, no, we ended daylight saving. No, we're We're in in daylight daylight saving saving time, yeah. Oh, God. That's the confusing part to me. Um, Yeah. It's just like, it's dark again, and I just feel like I got the jump on the day when I'm up before the sun. I don't know. I look Mm. around at, like, guys out running at 1 p.m., and I'm like, slacker! You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. The Shadow Dockets coming up next on our Patreon page. Don't miss it. BobSeskaShow.com or Patreon.com slash BobSeskaShow. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get two Shadow Dockets every week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. Uh, It's act three of the show. We're just now ending act two of the show. So if you're missing the shadow... And the rifle from act one is going off in act three. (laughs) It's a rule. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What are we going to talk about? Oh, you know what? We had some fun before we started the show, and we decided to make it a bit on the shadow docket. Who would play our parents in a movie, I guess, about this podcast or something like that? Who would play our folks in in the movies? And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Kanye West as well. Uh, Got a couple things to say about Jen Kirkman's final comedy album. You know what? I'm just going to fucking say it now here on this version of the show. It's fucking hysterical. She's so fun. Drops on Pandora tomorrow. The rest of the platforms on the 25th. It is called OK Gen X. And it's her final stand-up album. 
It's not going to no, be. She's got to do more. I I hope she does more because she. I hope is, this is like the Who's final tour, you know. Yeah, right. well, I'm going to see them again in October. So yeah. Well, she claims to be retiring from stand up. Better not. The way stand up is these days, I wouldn't blame her. But uh, she's retiring. And it's a shame because that, I watched, like I watched her set rules for an audience. I watched her. Like, we'll talk about it in the after show because okay. I was there. You know, we opened for her and they did it. They broke the rule. It's just. People are idiots and they shouldn't go out of their houses. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice weekend, weirdos. Bye. <laughs> also, uh, let's see. Herschel Walker, Mike Pence, and the dumbest tweet of the year. All that's coming up on the Shadow Docket on our Patreon page. Get over there. Don't miss out. FOMO is real, etc. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bullshit.